Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. The Institute for Justice continues to do great work. And now we're talking about what's happening in Zion, Illinois. Zion, Illinois. Uh, big win there because Zion can no longer punish landlords or the tenants for opposing warrantless inspections of their homes. Dan King wrote this, and it's on the Institute's website, ij.org. We'll talk about that in a second. But it used to be the case that uh, in the town of Zion, uh, a, an inspector could come by a, a rental unit and go, hey, I'd like to come inside and poke around a little bit. Uh, and the question is, uh, can they do that if the landlord hasn't consented and if the renter hasn't consented? Because as you might guess, if the authorities come by your house and you own the house and they say, hey, want to come inside and poke around a little bit, you can say, uh, no. <laughs> uh, but apparently they thought, well, because it's a landlord-tenant relationship, we can insert ourselves in there against your wishes. Except now a court has said, you know something, that pesky little Fourth Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, many people don't read that far. Many people read the first and second and they kind of give up. No, the Fourth Amendment is quite important. So recently a judge ratified a consent decree which mandates the city of Zion will no longer punish renters or landlords who refuse to open their doors to warrantless rental inspections. So they come by and they go, hey, we'd like to come inside and inspect the place. Can we? If you want to, you can let them in. But if you say, well, I'm curious, what are you looking for? Oh, we're just poking around. Okay, have you got a warrant? No? Okay, you have the right at that point to say, no, no, thank you. Goodbye. And close the door. The consent decree is the conclusion of a lawsuit brought on behalf of a landlord and her tenants by the Institute for Justice challenging the city's prior rental inspection ordinance. Consent, a consent decree is where the parties have reached an agreement, a settlement of sorts, and they've decided that the settlement is so important that they're going to bring it to the court and have the court enter it as a judgment. But because it's not necessarily one side winning over the other, and it's not necessarily someone paying someone money, it's a consent decree that simply says this is the legal situation going forward in this situation based on these two parties and the judge has overseen this and entered this. This is now a court order. It's more than just an agreement between some parties. This consent decree is a massive victory for the basic privacy rights and property rights of renters and landlords in Zion. That's the attorney speaking for the Institute. If the government wants to pry into your personal spaces, revealing intimate details about your life, it should get a warrant. And, you know, that's kind of what the Fourth Amendment says. Under Zion's old rental inspection law, individuals were required to open their doors to rental inspectors who could snoop around their homes without a warrant. If they refused to let the officials in or said, hey, guys, go get a warrant, they would then be subject to daily fines of up to $750 a day. And the city had a track record of running those fines up into astonishing six-figure sums. Over $100,000 in fines for not letting the inspector come in and poke around. These massive fines were absolutely crippling for Zion residents who simply wanted to stand up for their constitutional rights, says their attorney. In April of this past year, the Zion City Council unanimously agreed to amend its rental inspection law, ending the practice of fining landlords if they refused a warrantless rental inspection. The recent consent decree ensures the city will never again fine individuals who refuse inspections and ensures that landlords and tenants have a right to decline opening their doors to city officials without a warrant. 
You might say, Steve, why was this lawsuit necessary if the city had already taken care of this? Well, a couple things. I don't know how well they took care of it, but number two, if they passed a rule to undo a recent thing that they had, they can always pass another rule to undo that. So you, you don't want them just changing the rules based on which way the wind is blowing and whether or not they're being sued. So you want something in place that's a little more permanent than the whims of the city council. I'm absolutely thrilled that the city can no longer force my tenants into the unfortunate choice between either opening their doors for intrusive inspections or facing massive fines. The two have lived in the home they rent since 2000. Meanwhile, we are law-abiding citizens who simply want to feel secure in our own home. Today's news guarantees that that will be the case. We hope this type of privacy violation never happens to anyone else in this town. Zion will be required to keep the consent decree published on its website for at least a year, ensuring that landlords and tenants in the city understand they have the right to decline inspection or demand city officials get a warrant. The lawsuit began a couple of years ago when Zion officials attempted to conduct warrantless rental inspections at several properties owned by this landlord. Uh, When two of his tenants refused the inspection, the officials threatened the landlord with astronomical fines that could total into the six figures if he didn't play along and force his tenants to allow the inspection. This victory ensures that renters don't lose their Fourth Amendment rights just because they lease rather than own their homes, says the IJ President and Chief Counsel Scott Bullock. As part of our project in the Fourth Amendment, the Institute for Justice ensures that all property holders are protected from unwarranted government intrusion. By the way, a refresher, the Fourth Amendment. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So they show up and knock on your door. We go, we want to come inside and poke around. We have a legal right to do so. That legal right would arise from a warrant and the warrant would be based upon probable cause, et cetera, et cetera. So that's an extremely important thing to know. Now, I know some people might draw a parallel and say, Steve, building inspectors. Building inspectors often come around, especially at construction sites, and they poke around and they don't have warrants. And there's a distinction to be made there because as you might know, in America, there are building codes So if you're building a house, it's going to be built to a certain standard. And we've decided that that's something that's important so that somewhere down the road, a visitor to your home won't get injured, but also whoever buys the home down the road won't get injured because the house collapses because it wasn't built to code. And so we've decided that building codes are good and they should be enforced. So if a house is being built, generally speaking, you got to pull permits. And the fact that you've pulled permits indicates that work is being done of a certain nature And part of that process is that they'll come out and inspect the work to make sure the permit is proper and has been issued and it will then result in perhaps further permits or a certificate of occupancy. And so they don't need a warrant to come out and check the work that's being performed on a permit that you have pulled because it's presumed that you're doing work under a permit and you have agreed to do the work to a certain standard or to have it done to a certain standard, and they've got the right to inspect that. So they're not going to be required to get a a warrant to come to a building site and look at a work in progress for which you have pulled permits. However, the fact that there's 10 homes on a street, on a block, there's 10 homes. 
Five of them are owned by people who live in them, and five of them are owned by landlords who rent them out. Why can the city come and just inspect these five homes, and I put inspect in air quotes without using my fingers, and why can they come and inspect these homes, but not these homes without a warrant? And I know they would have said, oh, we're looking out for the safety of the tenants, because if they're renting a, a, a home, they're, they're entitled to the warranty of habitability, right? They're entitled to that. Yeah, but they haven't complained, have they? Now, I understand if somebody calls the city and said, hey, there's a slumlord who's got a building that's decrepit. People shouldn't even be in there. It's run by the rats. There's actual rats the size of German shepherds who actually roam the halls of this place, and the tenants hide in their, in their little hovels, worried that they might get eaten alive by the rodents, okay? And, and the, the building's got no running water. It's got no power. Obviously. Something like that might lead to an inspection that would be lawful. And guess what? You go get a warrant. You describe those conditions to a judge, and the judge will sign the warrant. Okay? So that might make sense. But the idea that they can just randomly decide to inspect a landlord-tenant situation because it's a landlord-tenant situation does not actually make sense in light of the Fourth Amendment. So that's great work being done by the Institute for Justice. They do great work. Dan King wrote the article about the victory where Zion can no longer punish landlords and tenants for opposing warrantless inspections of their homes. And I have to tell you that the Institute for Justice, I've talked about them before on here. They're one of the few entities that I promote. And I don't make any money. I'm not advertising. I'm just simply saying I've discovered this org, you know, this group exists the more I look at them, the more I realize they're doing work that, that otherwise wouldn't get done. And they, and they survive primarily because people donate money to them. And I had said that you could go onto Amazon and set up a thing called an Amazon Smile uh, account. And a small slice of every purchase you made would be sent off to the Institute for Justice. And you could do that with any charity. I got a note yesterday, as did a lot of viewers, because I got about 30 or 40 emails from people. But I also got the note myself because I was a part of the program. And I got a note from Amazon, as did they, that said, uh, unfortunately, this program is, they said it's not getting the results they would like, but it's, I think, more a matter of administration. But they basically said they're shutting the program down. So beginning, I think, in February, that program will no longer exist. So if you were donating through that program to the Institute, I'm just letting you know that check your email, you'll find the same note I found. Uh, but you might want to consider donating directly to the Institute. They do great work. They do things like this. And it's true, this landlord or his tenants could have filed a lawsuit against Zion, Illinois on their own and done their best. But when you're taking on a fight like this where your opponent is a municipality that's well-funded, they've got what we call a war chest, they can outspend you and litigation can be expensive. Cases like this routinely go up on appeal. And that's an expensive process. So if people didn't donate to the Institute, good stuff like this wouldn't happen. And so I'm a big supporter of the Institute. I'll put a link to them in the description below this video. I would encourage you, encourage you to go visit their site, read the articles about the types of things they do, the work they're doing. And I think you'll agree with me that supporting them is a good thing. So if you can support them, please do. If you can't, at least morally support them. That is, check out their website from time to time, maybe bookmark it, visit it, and, and tell your friends about them. 
because they do great work. So this is another example of the work they do in Zion, Illinois. And uh, that's the Institute for Justice. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. How many people here have telekinetic powers? Raise my hand.